is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. And Golden State will have the last touch with 4.1 seconds to go. But it will not matter. Long jumper up top, no good, and that's the way it ends. The Toronto Raptors have taken home court advantage back. They come to Oakland and win game three, the final. Toronto 123, Golden State 109. And the Raptors have a 2-1 series lead. Jim Taddy and Matthew Cause with you, but we're going to go right back to the Oracle Arena because... Nick Nurse is ready to greet the media with his post-game comments. Let's listen in. We've got the boom mics around the room. Please raise your hand. We'll take the first question in the back on four. Coach in the back, Arash Madani with Sportsnet. Danny Green said uh, before the finals, people would stop him in the street and say, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. He said, I'm going to keep shooting. What did you get from him as a shooter tonight? Well, I think, I think um, Danny's... You know, buckets, I think, boosted our whole team's confidence because we're kind of used to most of the year relying on those. And I think, it, you know, when he banged a couple there and, and then he kind of kept it going, I think it was just a huge confidence boost all around. Over on the right side. Okay. <clears throat> Coach over here, uh, Dan Devine from The <clears throat> Ringer. Uh, I had a question. Um, Kyle Lowry, sort of a tough couple of games to start the series offensively with foul trouble. Did you have a sense that he was sort of going to be able to break out, and what did you see from him that led to his great performance tonight? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I had a little talk with him before the game, and, and um, his, his kind of comments to me was he was going to let it rip tonight. So that was that was good. You saw him aggressive in transition, but but again, usually when he's when he's going good, it, it means he's hitting the paint. He's he's attacking off the screen and roll and and really getting downhill. That's usually a sign that he's got a lot of his offensive game and confidence going. <clears throat> Steve in the back. Uh, Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Nick. Uh, Hi, Steve. Your starting lineup tonight had one of the most productive games I think you've probably had all season long. What was different about it almost seemed like five against one a lot of the game? Well, you know, our offense wasn't very good in game two, and we knew that was hurting our defense as well. We we tried to play with more pace up the court and we tried to play with more pace in the half court. I thought you just saw a lot more cutting and and passing obviously thirty assists, you saw a lot more shots go in that you know that helps, right? Um but I think uh, when we did struggle tonight to stretch offensively, we just bogged down a little bit and got the ball kept on the side, and we couldn't get it out of there a few times. But we just tried to keep it a little bit more in the middle of the floor, and we tried to hit the open man and get off it. I think we passed the ball a lot better tonight. Here in the third row. Hey, Coach, LA News Observer Cameron Buford. Can you talk about your length and the size advantage that you had tonight and how that played to your advantage? Well, I think, you know, Serge Ibaka, um, had a great second half, especially he was he was active and was covering up a bunch of our mistakes or or not necessarily mistakes when we'd go put two guys on Curry. You know they're they're they've been great at hurting us at the rim and we just we, we tried to switch a couple matchups and get Serge back by the rim and and he once he gets a one or two he starts getting a bunch of them and he was you know then he gets on the glass then he gets on the offensive side as well and I thought that was a that was a big. Um, boost to our team was his activity tonight. Standing on the left. <clears throat> Nick, Tim Reynolds with the AP over here on the side. 
he had 47, 8, and 7, but is this one of those nights where you look at what you guys did against Steph and say that you held him to 47? I mean, he had to work for pretty much all of it. Were you happy with how? I mean, it's a yeah. huge number, obviously, but yeah. were you happy with the way you guys defended him? I, I don't – I mean, listen, we, we were trying to play as as straight up as we could. You know, we, we, we wanted to get back to doing, you know, what we normally do. Um, we didn't do anything really – early in the game other than just try to play him you know we had he had a ton in the first half we tried to up our up our presence on him a little bit with some double teams um but you know i don't it doesn't really matter right i don't i mean i don't really all that matters my, my dad used to tell me the stats don't matter just the final score so we just we just take the win be be thankful for that mark in the third row Nick, Mark Schwartz, ESPN. What prompted your pregame talk with Kyle, and what do you think he got out of that talk? Well, it's, it's not like it's a 30-minute sit-down, right? It's pretty, pretty, pretty quick, right? And um, um, actually, one of the players had written that on the board, let it rip. On our, you know, We got all our stuff up there, and there was this little handwritten let it rip, and I went over and said, did you write that? And he goes, no, but that's what I'm thinking. And that that's the extent of the talk. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That was that was it. <clears throat> All right. Next question up here in the front. We got a microphone coming. Hey, Coach Sandy Chandak with Yahoo Sports. With Clay being out tonight and the possibility of his return next game, and as well as KD's, how important was it for you guys to get this win tonight? Yeah, I mean, this, you can't you can't really worry about any of that stuff, right? Like like every one of these games is critical. And and I keep saying we've we've had a lot of this throughout the playoffs with with um, other teams you know guys out we've had some guys out etc. And you just five guys are going to be out there right and you and you can't really worry about that. Um, each game's critical, and the next one will be as critical as tonight's was. You know, so it's it's been like that all through the playoffs. And you know we just got to guard and play who's out there, and um, that's all we can do. Any final question? Last one in the middle, Eric. We'll get a microphone there. <clears throat> uh, Eric Pingus, Basketball Insiders and Bleach Report. To that end, Coach, uh, do you think the team really understands how hard it is? I mean, even down towards the end of the game, they, you thought it was over and the Warriors kept coming. Do you think the team fully grasps what it takes to get a win out of this series? Well, I think our team plays hard. Right, and I think we expect them to make runs and baskets, and and um, you know, in this in this game, in this day and age, leads go quickly, and all those thing kind of things, and and I, I give our guys a lot of credit. I thought we answered a lot of runs, right, down to seven a bunch, and came back and scored a bucket or hit a three or or whatever. We we each time they chipped, we kind of answered back, and that's kind of what you got to do if you're going to keep your lead. Thank you, coach. All right, thank you. That is Nick Nurse live from the Oracle Arena. The Raptors postgame is brought to you by Bergmanis Prera Personal Injury Lawyers. Okay, so 123-109 was the final score. And oddly enough, the Golden State Warriors have scored 109 points in each of the three games. Really? Yep. That is a hell of a stat there. 118-109, 109-104, 123-109. So what you're saying is the key to the Raptors is to score 110 Keep them points. to 109. I mean, it, th- th- I mean this, this is fun to watch uh, just because it goes back and forth. The Raptors could be up by whatever, 
and you know that Golden State's going to come back in a couple of possessions and, and cut it in half. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that game, there was a bunch of runs. I thought a critical one, the fourth quarter, they had cut it to a seven-point lead. And then timeout, Raptors go on a 15-5 run, and it was a lot of Serge Ibaka, who had a bunch of blocks on, uh, on that couple-minute run when the Raptors, again, outscored uh, Golden State 15-5. And it's funny, you had Pascal Siakam and Marcus Gasol. They helped early on in that game. Gasol right. led all scores for the Raptors in the first quarter. Siakam started out really strong. And then later in the game... It was Abaka helping out. Kyle Lowry threw out the second leading scorer. And think about this for Kawhi Leonard. In the first half, he had more turnovers than points and then had a brilliant third quarter. This was a team win for Toronto. Yeah, I, I, when you look at the, the score sheet, I mean, there's contributions from all over, especially the starting five. Uh, Danny Green was lights out. Ten three-pointers. He made six of them uh, for 18 points. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I'm sure you could get more of Pascal Siakam in terms of points, but, but you know, when we went into this game, the analysis was everybody needs to give more, and Kawhi's going to do what he's going to do, and he chipped in with 30 points, and certainly from the starters, uh, that was a full-out contribution, and on the other side, it was all Steph Curry and, and not much else. Yeah, absolutely. Let, well, let's go to Steph Curry for a second. He was an absolute hero tonight. 47 points. 13 from 14 from the free throw line. At one point, late in the third quarter, he had more offensive rebounds than the entire Toronto Raptors. He had two offensive rebounds. He finished with eight boards, seven assists. Um, it was an incredible performance by Steph Curry, who was missing, of course, Clay Thompson. Yeah, uh, and, and that might be an alibi for some people to say, well, they, they won without Clay Thompson. But if Clay Thompson was going to play, he wasn't going to be at 100%. Uh, Curry picked up the, the, the slack there, so I, I, don't, I don't think there's any, uh, any issue. Uh, we'll get more postgame as we move on. Tom Sterner will stop by, the former Raptors assistant coach, in the next segment. Uh, but this is the way I think that the Raptors have to win. They have to make the Warriors chase them. Oh, in yes. the series and in the game. Oh, 100%. That's what we talked about before. That's how the underdog gets it done, is get up early in the series, make Golden State chase you. Now the big question is going to be, what's the health of Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant? Well, Durant plays first game, because game four is only in two days. There's only one day off. Right. Game four is on Friday night. Well, and if he does play, how much can he play? Uh, you know, I, I, a lot of this is fueled by the Raptors shooting. Uh, you know, so I, I don't have the number in front of me. They were like 30, 38%. Fifth, oh, sorry. In, in game two? Oh, yeah. In game two, they were at 39% or 38%. So and they shot under 30% yeah. from the three-point line in game two. Tonight, they shot 45% from three. Yeah, and 52.4 overall. I mean, I mean that that's what propelled them. Because for every... Uh, response that the Warriors had, the Raptors would say, okay, so you cut the lead in half, and boom, here's, an, here's another run for us. Well, you know what? You know what? We talk about the run and the third quarter run. Golden State scored 31 points in the third quarter. The Raptors scored 36. You made a note of it to me. The Raptors only had two turnovers. They shot 50%. Right. How did they hold off Golden State in the third quarter? It wasn't with their defense. It was with their offense. Smart shots and taking care of the ball and very few wasted possessions. Well, you know, if you go back over the playoff run, this is why it's, it's hard to be anything but optimistic about the Raptors. They come up with these solutions. They come up with, with ways to win, and it, it's never really the same thing. Oh, no. 
No, I mean, it's Serge Ibaka with six blocks and three or four in the second half. It's everyone contributing at different times. Gasol, as we said, early in the first quarter, then after that went quiet. Well, in the last three or four minutes, he hit that hook shot that basically sealed the game with around three minutes to go. So it was everyone stepping up, and it was like everyone had their little runs, and then they would disappear, and someone else would go. I mean, the, the constants tonight was um, Kawhi Leonard in the second half, and I thought Kyle Lowry had a great night. He shot 50%. Um, he didn't, and also, he didn't get his first foul until 2.49 wow. in the second quarter. Now, he got two more pretty quick after that, but it wasn't like foul trouble early in the first quarter. And that was one of the concerns at halftime. There were three of them that, that were three personal fouls each, and you were thinking, well, this, this could play out. They may not be on the floor, but, but that story went away quickly. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Uh, it absolutely did. And that second quarter, officiating was not very good at all. Um, Kawhi Leonard was called for a charge, which should have been an end one on Draymond Green. Um, and soon after that, that's when Golden State really went on their run, and that missed call, I think, took a lot out of the Raptors for a good chunk of that second quarter. Okay, while I'm reading this, you come up with the answer. We're talking Done. about the player of the game. Brought to you by Mill Street Brewery Original Organic Lager. Crisp, great-tasting, certified organic Mill Street, poured with purpose. And the player of the game would be? The player of the game, I'm going to give it to Kyle Lowry. I think there was, you know, Kawhi Leonard scored the most points, but I thought Kyle Lowry, you know, was doing some positives throughout the game while Kawhi Leonard really struggled in the first half. Uh, It's a tight one for me. I'll give it to Kyle Lowry. Uh, When we come back, we'll have Tom Sterner, the former Raptors assistant coach. You are listening to the NBA Finals on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and the TSN Radio Network. Leonard now, guarded by Curry, crosses over, splits the double, gets it to Van Vliet, three in the air, good! Freddie hoisted it up near the clock, and it went down straight through the bottom of the well, as clean as a whistle, Toronto up 118-105. Yeah, that happens with 137 left as Kawhi goes through a double team, and Freddie nails it with the shot clock winding down, and that just sort of typified the Raptors' effort tonight in a 123-109 final score to take a 2-1 series lead. Jim Taddy, Matthew Cause with you on the postgame show. So is Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. Tom, welcome. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, it's great, man. Are you kidding me? After this <laughs> performance tonight, uh, yeah, everybody ought to be celebrating. Uh, we want to celebrate and enjoy it, but with, but then we got to get back down to reality because there's a game four coming on Friday night. So uh, enjoy the moment, but uh, you got to look ahead. We got two more to go. Did they actually beat the Warriors at their own game? I think they did. The pace of play tonight, I thought, was outstanding by the Raptors, and 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 I think it was a conscious effort on their part to be able to outrun the Golden State Warriors because of of, of uh, you know the condition that they were in. And I thought the hard play was the most uh, dominating thing that Toronto did tonight. Every possession, everything for 48 minutes was about how hard you can do it. And you could see the energy and effort. And because of that, at both ends of the floor, uh, that, that's what propelled Toronto to get this, uh, get this win tonight. I thought uh, there's a lot of guys that were real heroes tonight. I'm going to start with Kyle Lowry. We were waiting for the signature game, and we got it tonight. Shot 50%, um, 23 points. But I think most importantly, the last, and it, it gets forgotten because we, all we remember is the last couple minutes or the second half. But the final 728 of the second quarter, the Raptors only scored eight points. 
Those eight points were all Kyle Lowry. I thought he was the number one player for Toronto tonight. I'm curious your thoughts. I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. I, you, you know, we, we, Kyle takes a lot of grief. I mean, a, a lot of times everybody's pointing to him, pointing the finger at him at when, when uh, the Raptors don't play well, and they all point to Kyle. Um, tonight he took the game. He took the game under control. And as, as much as Kawhi obviously does on a nightly basis, I thought the difference maker tonight, again, with, I agree with you, is Kyle. His hard play, his, his, his confidence in being able to take those step back. The one step back three hits over Draymond Green, uh, like in the fourth quarter, was just outstanding. And it was a bucket that was needed. And um, the, the Golden State was putting the pedal on the metal now. They were, they were coming after people. And uh, Kyle kind of settled it down. And the fact that he wasn't on the floor at the end of game two to be able to run the show I thought was a difference maker even though the Raptors made a violent effort at the end but tonight he stayed on the floor stayed calm ran the offense got everybody under control and and uh, in addition to the threes this play was outstanding I mean it was fun to watch because as, as something was needed it, you know Kyle did his job certainly but but other people chipped in at the right time didn't they Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's go down the list. How about Danny Green? Mm. What a night for Danny Green. Six for ten for three. A block shot, the one that came down. Again, a bucket. Uh, Serge Ibaka, six block shots. I mean, what, 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 you know, it's young Serge Ibaka. I mean, the guy that, that, that's out there on the floor. And, and then, uh, you, you, you know, Gasol did his job. You got Siakam efficient tonight. You know, whenever Siakam's efficient, eight for 16 from the field, that bodes well for the Raptors in terms of being able to get the win. Uh, you, you know, like you just go down the you know the list of all the guys that played uh, were, were just uh, impeccable tonight. And and then obviously the clip that you played to lead into this segment with Freddie hitting that that three with 137. I mean, we've seen that from him before. Uh, it is totally a team effort tonight. But that's what it's got to be every night going forward. Uh, to get that ring at the end of the at the end of the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the only way the Raptors are going to win. We're joined by former Toronto Raptors assistant coach Tom Sterner. Uh, let's go to Kawhi Leonard for a quick moment. Um, it was a hell of a bounce back for him in the third quarter. The first half, he had more turnovers than made baskets. In the third quarter, 15 points and two assists. Also, one other little side note: he got his first dunk of the series late in the first quarter. I was curious what you saw in terms of first half Kawhi versus second. Second half, Kawhi. Well, it, it looked like he was just laboring again, and, and and I think one of the things that Kawhi's trying to do is he's. I think he's trying to get uh, opportunities for everybody else. I mean, one of the things that we just talked about was how important it was to get everybody else involved, and I think Kawhi is letting the game come to him. You know, one of the greatest things that the the, the star players of of t- all time, the Jordans and, the, and and the players like that, the Magic Johnsons, was to always get everybody else involved first, and then in the second half when you need them, when 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 uh, the game gets tight and uh, guys maybe aren't as as willing to shoot the ball, uh, Kawhi, you know, Kawhi Leonard will be there. But by getting them involved early in the game and getting them to feel part of it, uh, it, it makes it easier for them when they have to take the shots in the fourth quarter as opposed to a James Harden-type team, which is dominated by him from the start of the game. And then at the end of the game, when, when you go to double and take him out, other guys aren't ready to make plays. Kawhi Leonard is playing this very smart, and, and I think uh, it, it's, it's great on his part to recognize the fact that he needs his teammates in order to win. 
I think we can project forward and understand that they're going to try and, and push Thompson and Durant back into the lineup for Game 4 because it's very important. But these guys are not going to be at 100%, are they? I, I think, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Clay obviously gets another two, you know day and a half of rest. Uh, and and uh, one of the things with hamstrings, you know, that I I'm familiar with is the fact that they don't they don't they don't heal quickly. And depending upon the severity of it, and only the Warriors training staff knows how how difficult that is for him. It's going to be hard for him to be able to get up and down the floor. There'll be a minute restriction, I'm sure. Uh, Cousins is hurting. Iguodala's hurting. Everybody's uh, on everybody's team is hurting. But the fact that, and then you're going to risk Durant coming back. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to find out just how many minutes they can play. But you got to think the, 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 there's really a sense of urgency on Golden State's part to get these guys on the floor. Well, let's uh, speaking of Kevin Durant, Tom, I need your help. You're a former assistant coach. I need to put your coach hat on and translate for me coach to English, English to coach. Can you do that, sir? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Here, uh, Steve Kerr on Kevin Durant said, Kerr is optimistic that they'll be able to ramp up Durant's work tomorrow, tomorrow being Thursday. The Warriors aren't planning to have full practice, but the hope is KD can get out there and scrimmage with some of the young guys. Now, when I hear that, that he may be able to ramp up and that um, he, they're still not planning to have a full practice, that doesn't feel to me like Durant's going to play on Friday. Is that a smokescreen or does that feel legitimate? Well, one of the things you try to do whenever you bring a player back, and I've done it multiple times in the league with different guys, is you're going to go out and play like three-on-three, and you may play on a side court. And in the sense that you're not going to play all half court, but you're probably going to try to get up and down on a short court. Golden State has a you know great practice facility to be able to do that in. Obviously, I worked for the Golden State Warriors uh, back in my time, so I know what their practice facilities like, and so they have a great opportunity to be able to do that. But they're just going to try to evaluate it. Obviously, the guys that are running up and down the floor with them, Durant will probably go foul line to foul line and just look like he can shoot threes. They're going to see how well he moves. They're going to evaluate uh, how he feels afterwards. You know, is, is, it, is there any kind of a, a tweak in it? Um, so one of the things that they can do with that is just truly do that and then make the decision uh, after that. What's he going to feel like the next day when he wakes up? All those things will become factors in terms of whether or not he plays on Friday night. But, uh, you, you know, like I say, you don't have a whole lot of time to evaluate it. But in order for them to be able to put him out on the floor, you're going to have to do some type of a running practice. I can't imagine Steph Curry's practicing tomorrow. <laughs> no need for that. Uh, you, when we talked earlier, you were mentioning the pace that the Raptors played at. How difficult is that to do that game in and game out? Oh, it's very difficult. That's why when you see the regular season games and fans go, well, why aren't they playing that hard? Well, the level at which this game is played at is just you know, the pinnacle. Of, of what you get in the NBA. And, and, and so to, the, the level, nobody's practicing tomorrow on either team other than maybe, like I say, the guys that didn't play. But uh, I, I'm telling you, it's just draining physically, mentally, emotionally. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just draining. And, and, I'm, and I can say it from the coaching perspective, it's draining for us as well because you've got to go back now and you've got to evaluate the film. You've got to take a look at it. You may show film to the guys tomorrow, but, but, but uh, your, your job's not done because you're still trying to figure out what's next. What's next that we need to do in order to, to grab that, that win in game four? Sean Livingston finished with one of four shooting for two points, or I think maybe four points on the night. 
How much of a factor it, what, was it with no Clay Thompson? Uh, how much did that play into tonight's loss for Golden State? Well, you, you find out, and, 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 and no disrespect to, to, to Golden State because they certainly have a great team, but without their star players, without the guys that put up the numbers night in and night out, you're asking for people to have an enormous role. Sean Livingston uh, as a backup who comes in and plays 10 to 12 minutes a night or uh, somewhere in that, in, in that sense can come in and give them some buckets, can give them six, eight points. But he's certainly not going to make up uh, what Clay Thompson can do. And, and uh, the same thing's true with, about Durant. You know, it's hard to make up with the kind of points and the production that those guys do. And it also contributes to the pace. I didn't think that the Warriors could run at the pace they're normally used to running at. Uh, the fact that they only had 16 fast break points tonight is well under their average. And uh, like I say, Draymond Green played hard, did all the, the, the crafty things that he did, can, can do. But with Bogut on the floor, they're just not the same team of being able to run up and down or Cousins. You know, it just slows them down immensely. So, Tom, based on what you've seen over three games and what you know about uh, the Warriors and the injured players coming back and the pace that this has been played at, what do you think happens in Game 4? I think Toronto comes back out, and they, they have a solid game plan again. Uh, I, I think especially if Clay Thompson and Durant come back out, I think it's imperative that the Raptors continue at the pace they're playing at because if those guys are hurting at all, playing at a high pace, when you get engaged as a player, you're not thinking about – uh, managing minutes. You're not thinking about, can I run? You're going to go out and do it. And if that's the case and they have any kind of lingering injury, it's going to, it's going to, you know, take over and it's going to happen again for them. But I think the Raptors got to play that way. I think this is what makes them the team they are. They certainly have the people to, to do it. Uh, fortunately, right now they're healthy, and we hope that that stays the case for the rest of the series because that'll be the difference maker in terms of, of getting the Raptors a ring at the end. Tom, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Our pleasure. Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. Postgame Roundtable was brought to you by Tom's Place. Find your style at Tom's Place on Adelaide Street West and in Kensington Market. Tom's Place will suit you. In the Paint is brought to you by Access Storage, the only Canadian-owned storage provider from coast to coast. Check out accessstorage.ca. So I want to do, in the Paint, I'm just going to go with the shot blocks because it, it's notable. Yeah. Uh, Ten for the Raptors, three for Golden State. That's impressive. Yeah, it, it really is. Serge Ibaka was six blocks. He was an absolute beast, and it's funny. The Raptors got all the, those blocks, but the one thing they didn't get was a lot of offensive rebounds. I said it yeah, before. Five. Steph Curry, the little point guard, had more offensive rebounds, two, than the Raptors won through, a, you know, late in the third quarter. That was the one area, that's one of the main reasons why Golden State was in this game, was all those offensive rebounds for the Warriors. Look, there's a lot of stuff to analyze, but when you're shooting 52.4% and the other guys are shooting 39.6, you win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ab- ab- that's simple. Absolutely. Ab- unless you have got like an 18 to 20 point advantage from the free throw line, you win that game, Jim. You're absolutely right. You're listening to the NBA Finals on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and the TSN Radio Network. Stride, kick out, Lowry, up big, step back, three, good! Down the bottom of the well for Lowry, 105 91 Toronto. Kyle Lowry, vintage performance tonight, 43 minutes played, and he had four rebounds, nine assists, one steal, one block, and 23 points. Good outing. He was great. He, as I said with Tom Sterner, 
The Raptors, that second quarter was an ugly one. They went cold. Yeah. And part of that was for on the officials. Over four minutes. Yeah. Over, can't get into the officials. Some yeah. of that stuff's laughable. Yeah, it, it really is. Again, a bad night for the officials. But the last seven minutes and 28 seconds, the only player for the Raptors who scored was Kyle Lowry, who had two three-pointers and had a layup. He doesn't do that. Maybe the the, the uh, maybe Golden State goes on a longer run, and we're seeing another one of those crazy Golden State runs. But Lowry was a calming influence when the team needed to be. When Kawhi Leonard was struggling and was out of sorts, and part of that again was on the officials. It was Kyle Lowry who rescued the team. Inside the locker room is brought to you by Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, providing the best seats in the house to catch the game since 1999. To live comfortably, visit lazboy.com or it could be LAZ, but I like LAZ. LAZ sounds like an airport. You're more of a Z? Yeah, I'm more of a Z. Well, just because it's lazy. L-A-Z. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, Cana- we're Canadian. I know, but LAZboy.com. Oh, okay, yes. For this. Yeah, for the sponsor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And so we're going to hear from Freddie V, who played 33 minutes, was 4 of 8 shooting, 3 of 6 from the outside, 11 points, and here he is post-game. You guys took an early lead. They made the runs you knew they were going to. How were you able to hold them off better, I guess, than you did in the third quarter of game two? Uh, we just we kept scoring. We kept scoring the ball. We knew that they were going to make a run. Um, once we built ourselves a double-digit lead, just try to keep continuing to put pressure on them and, and um, you know, just work the game. We we knew that, you know, they were down a couple guys, and, and obviously uh, the, the casual thought is to just try to blow them out, but you got to just take it one, one possession at a time. And um, I thought we built a good lead from the first. They probably scored a little bit too much in the first 29 points, but um, from there on, just try to keep, you know, make, keep winning each quarter. And I think we did that for the most part. I haven't seen a box score, but uh, um, I think that, you know, just try to win each quarter and, and take the wins. It doesn't matter about two or, or 200 at this point. I would, I would guess that it's never easy to guard stuff, but on a night when he goes off, or like you knew he's going to shoot more than 30. How much yeah. tougher does that get for you? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. If you you know, there's guys in this league who are very hard to guard. He's one of them. I said that before the series started. Um, he's an elite offensive player and one of the top players of all time. So um, we know what he brings to the table. We could have made it a little harder on him. I thought we, we had a lot of breakdowns to give him easy looks. Um, shooting about 14 free throws a game, that doesn't help. And um, we know he's going to make tough shots. So we got to be better on him. But thought we were able to weather the storm a little bit. And we knew we were going to come out firing. Obviously, we played being out. So uh, we did enough to get the win. And we got to look at the film and then try to build on for Friday. You played that many minutes straight before? Me? Uh, probably. I don't know. Not uh, not a whole half, I don't think. But um, at that point, you know, it was just uh, a matter of if I come out, I'm probably not going back in. So, uh, you know, a little banged up. But it's the playoffs, and, and that comes with it. Was it a surprise when he, when he called you to start the second half? No, no. I, uh, I think uh, just my, my ball handling and my, my rhythm out there on offense helps us. And obviously the defense on Steph and being able to switch. And, uh, I had Cook a little bit. Danny did a great job on Steph for parts of the second half. So, um, you know, I knew that that was a possibility. And we talked about it a little bit. Um, I just didn't want to tighten up, you know, uh, and then not be able to go back in. Hey, Fred, uh, Coach said that Kyle came to a preview saying he was going to let him rip tonight. Can you talk about how he played? Yeah, he was he was amazing. We knew we knew Kyle was going to have one of those games. I think that uh, started a little sluggish in the first two. Um, wasn't wasn't getting the ball to bounce the way he wanted to, but he came out firing tonight, and, and he was uh, he was big. So I think putting him on Steph early got his juices going a little bit, you know, as a competitor. And, um, you know, he was unbelievable for us tonight. Every time we needed a bucket, he gave us one. And every time they made a run, he had an answer. So uh, Kyle was unbelievable.
but knowing that uh, things didn't end the way you wanted in game two uh, in your home court, how much did it mean to come here in Oakland, a tough place to play, and get a big win that you much needed? Yeah, I mean, we don't think about what happened before, right? I mean, you lost game two. You don't try to lose any games. We lost it. You got to move on. We know we did wrong. We watched the film, and we try to not make the same mistakes again. So coming out at halftime, coming out to the third, just got to put together a better third quarter. I thought we did that tonight. And, you know, look, we came out here to get wins. It's very hard to, to get roll wins. Um, in the NBA, especially in the finals, but um, that's what we came to do. So we got one, and now we got to, you know, uh, get locked in for Friday. Fred, you weren't able to have the impact uh, on the postseason last year as you would have wanted to with the injury and all that. How much does it mean to you personally to not only be out there and playing in this moment, but to have the kind of impact that you Yeah, have? it's big. It's big. That's that's all you can ask for, especially as a role player, is to have an impact, put your imprint on the game. Um, my last year was my first real postseason. I didn't play much as a rookie, so last year was my first real postseason to be hurt, to be injured, and then to be swept by Cleveland uh, was not a great experience. So to come out um, this postseason and, you know, obviously I, I had that injury at the end of the year and to bounce back and try to go cruising into the postseason and, and be playing at a high level and then deal with the ups and downs of the playoffs and to, to be here in the finals is, is unbelievable. So it's what you ask for, it's what you work hard for and, um, you know, that's all that's all you can do is, is try to put your imprints on the game and help your team win. And that he did. We talked about the 11 points. What about the three steals? He's relentless, isn't he? Oh yeah, he is. And um, you go with steals, you go with defense. It, it, it's weird to say because Steph Curry had an incredible 40, 47 game. 47 points. But then when Van Vliet was on him, Steph had to work a little bit harder. Um, I, I can't say enough about the, the, the night that Steph Curry had. But yeah, Van Vliet. And then he hit that one ridiculous three near the end with the shot clock um, winding down that uh, that made it like 118, 105. Uh, the final dagger in the dagger. But I thought the final dagger was the Gasol um, hook shot with about three minutes to go. But yeah, Van Vliet, another solid game. Six star, or six members of the Raptors scored in double digits. Well, it's like controlling the situation. I mean, you know that without Thompson that Curry's going to go off. And, and so yeah. you, you, you sort of let that happen and, and deal with the rest of it and shut the rest of it down. I mean, 47 points and 109. i, I got to believe that's, what, 45%? Oh yeah, and the rest of and everyone else shot under everyone else shot under forty percent. No, I mean, forty five percent of the total. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Of, the, of the total points scored. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. There was one point where uh, when they had like ninety one points and and Steph had forty of them. It was it was uh, it was incredible. Um, the other stars didn't get it done. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, one of seven, a bad night for him. They obviously missed Sean Livingston, they, or excuse me, they obviously missed Clay Thompson. Sean Livingston only scored four points. Um, the question is, if, if Clay Thompson was playing, then you know it's not like Steph is still going to get 47 points. Some of those points would have been spread out uh, among other players. Uh, a lot of this was the Raptors' offense. You know, we can talk about what Steph, what Clay Thompson could have done, but the Raptors scored 123 points. They shot 52 percent. 45% from three. They went 20 of 21 from the free throw line. Um, you know, 30 assists on their 43 made shots. That was a great offensive night for the Raptors. And in terms of assists, six for Siakam, six for Kawhi, nine for Lowry. And I said before, the best version of the Raptors is the one where Kawhi Leonard has six to eight, five to eight assists. And tonight he had six, and which means other guys were making their shots. Uh, I just did some math while you were doing that. 41.28% of the Warriors' points came from Steph Curry. So just to get it 
official. And by the way, that doesn't include, does that include his seven assists, which led all members there? I mean, some of those led to like Andrew Bogut layups and easy baskets for other members of the team. So when you include that, I'd say 55 plus percent of all points scored, probably closer to 60, uh, was the result of Steph Curry's playmaking. When we come back, we'll hear from Kyle Lowry. This is the NBA Finals on TSN 1050, TSN 1050.ca, the TSN Radio Network. Here comes Siakam up the middle of the court. Gets it to Leonard. Kawhi, three, good. Down the bottom of the well for Kawhi Leonard. 69-59, the Raptors punch back and keep it at 10. Great pass by Siakam on the draw and kick. Hooking up Kawhi Leonard, right side three. Yeah, that's the play of the game brought to you by LASIK MD. See the game the way it's meant to be seen with LASIK MD starting at $490 per eye. Book your free consultation at LASIKMD.com. Kyle Lowry, post game. Nick shared with us earlier that uh, he talked to you before the game and uh, there was a sign on the board that said, let it rip. Um, tell me what that meant to you and how you think you let it rip tonight compared to how you play the first two. Um, I think that was a, more of a, a message for the team. Um, we shot 38 threes a night and, um, you know, we got up a lot, a lot of threes, a lot of attempts and um, just played play basketball. For me, it was just coming out being aggressive and, um, you know, not not, you know, not so being passive and trying to get everybody else involved and more so get myself going and, um, you know, I'd let everybody else feed off of that. Kyle, Michael Grange from uh, Sportsnet. I mean, when you found out that Clay wasn't playing, did, did it really feel like this was an opportunity you guys had to try and take advantage of tonight? Was there that added urgency? Obviously, you want to win every game. but Yeah, I mean, you know, when you lose a, a, an all-NBA-type basketball player in Clay and an all-star, um, it definitely, you know, it changes their team. But, I mean, Steph had an unbelievable game. You know, 47 points is, is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, we just went out there and did our job. And, you know, I think we, we held them under 40% shooting. Um, you know, we played well. We finished the game. And we found a way to win a basketball game. Standing all the way in the back. Kyle Jonathan, Joe with Dia TV. You had a pretty big breakout game this third game. And the entire team of starters scored in double digits. What did you do to approach this game differently to really help this balance attack? Uh, kept the pace up. Kept, kept, you know, kept our pace up and kept going and, um, you know, trying to get the ball out quick and getting stops and communication and, and just kept playing. Um, you know, we know that they're possible. They always can make runs in this building, but, you know, we stayed level-headed. Um, just continue to kind of, you know, just keep going and going and going and staying in the moment. Janie, all the way in the back. Hi, Kyle. Janie McCauley from AP. Um, how, how was it you guys were able to, to find an answer? Every time they hit a big shot or Steph got a big shot, um, somebody came up with a play. And also, I did see the fan shove you on the sideline, on the um, court side there. And how disappointing was that moment um, for you? For, for us, we just, you know, we, we know that they're going to make good runs and make shots. But um, we watched uh, that third quarter. You know, game two, and we just got to continue to play with pace. And, and that was the one thing about it. We played with pace half court, full court, and, and that was uh, a big thing for us. And um, as for that fan, there's no place in him for that. You know, he had no reason to touch me. He had no reason to reach over two seats and then say some vulgar language to me. There's no place for people like that in our, in our league. And, um, you know, hopefully he never goes, comes back to an NBA game. Go ahead on the right side. 
Anthony Snyder with the Athletic. Uh, you, it sounds like Kevin Durant's pretty close, and Clay Thompson may also come back in Game Four. How much over the next two days will, will you have to monitor that and almost, you know, I guess, I guess scheme for two different teams? Uh, we just got to prepare the same way. You know, we're um, we're a real defensive-minded team. Um, you know, we know they got those type of there was those weapons, um, but we got to just prepare ourselves to be focused on ourselves, and that's the one thing we've always done, and it's kind of continue to work on ourselves and work on what we can do. Um, you know, we can't control anything else. You know what the Warriors do. We just got to go out there and do what we can do to get better, um, continue to grow, um, and see what we can make adjustments on. That is Kyle Lowry post game. The Raptors post game show is brought to you by Bergmanis, Prayrup, personal injury lawyers, time tested, trial proven. Uh, One twenty three, one oh nine. The final score. Some final thoughts. Oh, Drake's the issue with uh, on court antics. Oh, maybe it's the Golden State fans in the front row there and what they did to Kyle Lowry. As for the game itself, six guys in double digits each at different moments of the game. Guys play, different guys played hero. Gasol early, Siakam in the first half, um, Kawhi Leonard in the third quarter, and Kyle Lowry throughout. Um, that was a hell of a team win for the Toronto Raptors. It's remarkable to watch this team because, you know, you expect that they would keep getting better and, and evolving, but here we are after three games of the NBA Finals, and they're still showing us something different. Oh, yeah. And that is just absolutely stunning to watch. They are the ultimate version of a Swiss Army knife where every time you go out with it you suddenly open it up and there's a different knife a different utensil, one you never expected to see. You know, tonight it's, oh, who's going to help when Golden State has cut the lead to seven? It's Serge Ibaka with back-to-back baskets and a whole bunch of blocks. Danny Green finally showed up. Six three-pointers in this game. To put that in perspective, his six previous playoff games... He hit a total of six three-pointers. So he did tonight what it took him six games combined to do. (laughs) Hell of a time for him. A great redemption moment for him. Matthew, thank you very much. Absolutely. Great job as always, Mr. Taddy. And thanks to all who are listening. And thanks for joining us in the NBA Finals and TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and the TSN Radio Network.